The Woody Guthrie Center and Bob Dylan Center present Fire in Little Africa, a multimedia hip-hop project inspired by the resilience of Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And now, coming at you live from Greenwood, here are your hosts, Ali Shaw and Doc Free. Come in with the woo. <laughs> How's everything, y'all? Doing oh, wow. well. How are you? Dope, dope, dope. I can't complain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ditto. Ditto. Well, I could complain, but I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome once again to the Fire in Little Africa podcast. I Welcome. am Ali Shaw. <laughs> no, I'm Doc Free. I'm sorry. I'm just excited today. Oh, Doc? yes. Yes, we are elated. Uh, we have a, a guest on the show today who I'm pretty sure Doc and I have uh, been listening to for a very long time. I can't wait to share a couple of personal stories with him myself, but he is legendary. He is one of the most. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. We're, throwing that, <laughs> We're throwing that around today. We're going to throw that word around today. Okay, yes. Okay. You're one of the homies- most. When the homies here, what what was transpired here today? I'm telling you, yeah, I'm a, I'm a people gonna be jerking me around my neck like I'm at a family gathering. And stuff. <laughs> I, can, I, can feel it. I can already feel it. Doc, wouldn't you agree that he is probably to me like one of the top lyricists ever? Like I don't, I would, I would say that. Yeah, well, I don't think anybody's really touching him. But without further ado, let's get into the episode, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the show, Pharaoh Monch. Get the fuck up Simon says get the fuck up Throw your hands in the sky in the back sipping yak, y'all. What's up? Don't, 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 don't. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> it's been yeah. a what long time. What an incredible intro. I feel great now. <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty sure Doc is going to have some questions about what you got going on in the background. Uh, no yeah, questions, yeah, yeah, yeah. just a lot of admiration. We got some classic World War Hulk back there, uh, that Thor Ragnarok action going on. See a couple different versions of Logan, too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I I, lo- I lost my mind during the pandemic, man. It was like um I started doing my Zooms and interviews down here in the basement. Mm-hmm. And I had uh one like 4-inch, you know, thing from like 20 years ago and uh a guy who follows me uh on 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 Instagram who is a collector uh he was like yo what's up with that whack ass uh thing you got in the background <laughs> shout out the weight and um i was like yeah y'all need to hook my shit up and i started with like my favorite which is wolverine those are like this company called mezco and then i had to get all six of them mm-hmm. yeah and then um and then i just lost my mind and so this is the result of 
boredom, quarantine, the love of Marvel, and Zoom interviews. Yeah. <laughs> Legos got a lot of us. Like a lot of us yeah. back into the Lego life. As a yeah, result. yeah, exactly. Let me set the side for you, y'all, because my man just leaned and I saw the Red Hulk and Rhino there. Like, it's, yeah, we're not, we're not playing around, we're not playing around here. <laughs> well, and Doc, can you? I wanted you guys to kind of talk about Watchmen. Did you watch Watchmen, TM? Have you seen the whole series? All of that is amazing. All I try to take in all the sci fi possible because that's kind of my writing style in the music and outside. Like, um, especially with this project, is, is people are going to see, like, I wrote all of the themes for the visuals as, as well as this uh, animation one that we got coming, you know, that we're holding off because it's so, so illmatic. Mm-hmm. We're holding it for last. Uh, and yeah, you know, that's kind of my, my thing. So uh, I watch a lot of sci-fi and anime. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we have a lot of ties to the series as well here in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And just to give you kind of a background, the Fire and Little Africa podcast is centered on a an hip hop album that's going to be released in May. Mm-hmm. Um, and Doc, if you will, kind of fill in here and tell us a little bit more about that. So it's also got curriculum that's going to go with it as well, going to schools. The project itself for the album was uh, a labor of many, many Tulsa artists, like wow. trying to channel the the uh, the ancestry of the places that we were in. We were at the Greenwood Cultural Center. And then we were also at Skyline Mansion, which was previously Tate Brady Mansion, who was definitely like prime suspect number one as far as like getting reparations for Greenwood as like the person who started this massacre. So to quote written from last episode, like 100 MCs through the peephole is what it felt like. And the energy was good. So it is something to commemorate and honor our ancestors coming up on the centennial of the 1921 race massacre. Yeah. So Crazy. we we kind of wanted to ask you, usually one of the questions that we ask of our guests on the show is like, how old were you when you first learned about the Tulsa Race Massacre? Because we're finding mm. that a lot mm. of people didn't learn about it, those that actually lived here until later yeah. in life. So what do you mm. know about the massacre, Black Wall Street? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny you should mention that. Uh, I was just talking with a best friend of mine about all of this information that has really been made prominent in this particular paradigm I'd known about Black Wall Street from a distance, but really got into the understanding of it recently, you know? So this is like, you know, people people say, you know, uh, I was today years old, you know, I was about six months years old ago when I really got into it, you know, and got a lot more information than I was hearing whispers about. And a lot of times with, if you don't do the research yourself, it sounds like, rumors or some conspiracy or something in the distance you're like really 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 but um you know it's really uh the story is outlandish tragic but yet some amazing history as well you know there was a really great show uh performance that we saw here in the skyline mansion like doc was saying earlier that used to be tate brady's the brady mansion and Mm. i have a vision of seeing your new group in this mansion doing a performance. I'm like, I don't know how we're going to make this happen, but mm. if an exorcism needs to happen there, right. it does. And that's, the, that's the vibe. You know, that's the vibe. Like, the, the look, the spirits, the ancestors, um, that energy, 
is the vibe and the look of the whole project, as you see with, with the rest of the visuals as well. We actually shot the Colt 45 in a, in a mansion that's like 200 years old in the Bronx and, and some of these old tattered and torn up rooms that were never restored. So you wouldn't even be able to uh, get this look anymore with even uh, the, the greatest of set designers or it would be so expensive to do. But we were fortunate enough to use this mansion. And um, that's the vibe of the whole group, you know, that dark look. And, and even uh, what I thought was going to be like fantastical, you know, future dystopian rhymes when I first started this project, it turns out that it's aligning so crazy in reality, you know, which is what's ill about the project, you know? Yeah. So 13, the name of the new album, A Magnificent Day for an Exorcism, is dropping January 22nd. This is Feral Monch, of course, <laughs> Master MC. Uh, Daru Jones, who is Jack White's drummer. Marcus Machado, guitarist. How did the stars align and the three of you come together? When did that happen? Well, what was the invitation? Um, yeah, I mean, um, found out about, I mean, I, I've known Daru for years, seeing him perform, performing with him, seeing him with Jack White, Black Milk, Taleb Kweli, you know, he's that dude, he's that grinding workaholic uh, musician who was always gigging. I gigged with him a couple of times with Black Milk, as a matter of fact, just jumping out on stage. And he's so sought after, and I think because he has the temperament of, you know, the, the Dilla type timing, as well as, you know, the funk, Clyde Stubblefield, soul, as well as he has amazing rock chops which is why, uh, you know, I think he was working with Jack White as well. And, and that, that feel is very, which is very important to hip hop, which is why when I thought about, you know, drummers that would be perfect for this, this outfit, he was like one of the first people to come to mind. And I reached out to him and was asking him about how committed he would be because I really wanted this to be a band instead of like a backing, you know, backing musicians. So um, he was super committed. And then uh, Marcus is just on the scene, killing it as well. And I knew I wanted a like rock star guitarist with that persona and that same thing, the chops to play metal, psych, funk and soul. And these, you know, these dudes grow up and they're just so talented. It's just, just blew me away. He's a big Jimi Hendrix fan. So you could get that feel and, and that temperament yeah. in the music. And so he was perfect. And I asked him and he was committed as well. And another thing I, I meditated on is, you know, I was like, I want this to be a trio and I want the musicians to be as much, you know, rock stars in this outfit as I am. And what I mean by that is like able to take the spotlight and shine and like, go to the front of the stage or hold hold it down on their own or like, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Daru Jones, and he just like takes the shine and steals the show. So it feels like a trio, although the, the album is bar heavy. It was thought about from a live show perspective. And I wanted musicians who could like tear it down on stage 
And after meditating on that I, uh, and seeing like these videos and now I'm like, damn, be careful what you ask for because they're like killing it, you know? Yeah. And I, I wanted fans to be like, yo, I'm I'm literally going to the show to see Daru Jones. I'm going to the show to see Marcus Machado. Um, I'm not familiar with this other guy who's doing vocals and shit. Like we wanted to like stretch beyond my particular fan base as well because that, that's that's where it's at, you know? Well, and you've kind of had a lot of precursors. I mean, of course, one of my favorites is bad motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah, we have all these hints of like you, how much you love rock music. And I remember you talking about the Zeppelin influence and mm. yeah. yeah. Okay. Totally intoxicated when he drove across the state line. Rapper gone insane. Story on Dateline. Lost his wits, didn't take his meds. When they pulled him over, this is what he said. I'm a bad motherfucker, man. Show now. We're talking about Pharaoh. Mashing in that Aston Martin on the Verrazano Narrows. Greatest of all time in the latest apparel. 80s baby ladies claiming your some Mercedes shit. Go tell your favorite rapper, eat a bag of baby dicks. They keep singing the same old song. I'ma bring them the pain for singing the name wrong. Got me going insane, I'ma ask you again. Who put these pussies on top? Putting out that pussy music. Call it pussy pop. Playing them pussy games. Suck the shit. Fucking around, but they don't know just who they fucking with. I'm a bad so the singles that you have released so far, of course, is Fight Dope visuals in that video with with cypress hill let me make sure i point out mm-hmm. dope um six 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 three six word stories can you kind of give us a synopsis of that and where that came from so um black sabbath which is another one of my favorite bands and led zeppelin they're kind of like Nas and jay-z are the 70s and it's like you can't be a fan of one without being a fan of the other like you had that conversation with people and it's like, you know, who's your favorite or who's the best? And it's like, fuck, man, I can't like both bands or I can't like Nas and Jay-Z. And it's, you know, that kind of thing, like Yankees Mets type shit. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, listening to the the, the Sabbath stuff, um, I always wanted to cover Hands of Doom or just rap over Hands of Doom. And so obviously when I got with them, we just uh, figured we'd do an interpolation of it. Marcus came in. You know, we we laid down the, the bass line and the guitar tracks and then Daru played drums over it. And I, I, I had this long ass rhyme I wanted to do and I wanted to creep people out with those numbers, which really in the in the history of it all, you know, stand for so many different things. <clears throat> Science and medicine and chemical based in those numbers. But it's really based on um six word stories from Ernest Hemingway in which I wrote the first one, I love you, take care, intensive. And then I was like, how about you write three of these and you put them at the end of the song just for a little nugget for lyric fans, you know? So that's where the 666, yeah, came from. Yeah. Oh, oh, and, and, and also, so when we were wrapping up the album, we were like, yo, we gotta send this song to, you know, Black Sabbath. So, you know, just because, you know, we played it over and shit. So we sent them the song and it had all these egregious lyrics on it and shit. And I was worried about it. So I wrote a letter 
you know, it's like, yo, you know, the lyrics are all wild and shit because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to push the envelope on what's going on in society. It's really like from the standpoint, too, of, of a guy who has Tourette's, which is why it's kind of herky-jerky and outburst. You know, if you, if you really listen to the temperament of the bars and it's, it's some things that don't go and how they're stringed together, that's what I was thinking. So I explained all that to them. And they sent the letter back and was like, yo, we still hear the sample in the song. And I was like, woo, there's no sample. <laughs> That's how good we played it. That's what's you know, up. So they, they, they were like, yo, you you have our blessings. And so, so far, like, that's like one of the dopest things that's happened with the project. Franklin, D. Roosevelt, Franklin, Collins, Ferguson, Rick James, Brown, Ferguson, son, come on, son, 13, I'm on one, two, three, four, five, Jackson's in action, my eyes are stained glass, look through, see the labor pains, when my brain goes into contractions, crack pipes, Wesley snipes, all over the city like stop signs, fall back, pull out the act right, while they cat fight, I rap like park in parallel, with 18 wheels and a snowstorm, jackknife, too black, too strong, exactly, that tight, Somebody please tell for the time to kiss my ass, pause, get it? Then add that loss to his resume because he is no longer undefeated. 13, I am the best that ever did it. When you travel back through time, you will lose 24 hours for every hour you remain in the past committed. I will complete a perfect final four bracket. Water the roses on your grave, then criticize that weak shit you were about to say before you fix your mouth to spit it. I bet you I am the one like Mookie, but not Mookie Betts and Spike Lee in the movies. I move the crowd like I have Tourette's in the movies. I hate yell people. DMC, Houdini with the treacherous Three strike, but did fat gold chain necklace Master with a guillotine, put the heads on a chopping block Lucifer, killing machine, executioner Get him and did him, I put him in the middle of a firing squad Loading lock, pop, pop, pop Watch me with a boredom, pillin' nails back, torture them Cigarettes in the eyelids, scorching them To the pupil, to the iris, to the retina Virus silencing them like silencing But I wanted to ask you, will Palindrome be on the album? Um, I just felt like it's out already. Mm-hmm. And um, we might put the live version or even that version on a, on a bonus or on a vinyl or something. And it's uh, <clears throat> it's 13 songs. And, you know, I just felt like we should omit that song and give people all new shit. I mean, it does stand alone. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's, that's that bait and hook. Yeah. yeah man. I remember being at work like this and I was on my Instagram story like it, it, I had to watch this at least 15 times like do you understand what's happening right now y'all like this is nuts but so the next single that will be dropping I believe after our episode airs mm-hmm. uh, the new single which I'm super excited about is Cult 45. Mm-hmm. Cult 45 uh, produced by the legendary and insanely impossible I don't even know how he, he is this good Knots and uh, um, you know, I follow Knots and we speak from time to time. And I'm like, could you send me something like this? Or this is what I'm working on. Or could you do something for this? Or this is the temperament of the band and so on and so forth. And um, 
I heard this this one song and it's just it's creepy and fucking hard as fuck in this dark uh not dark in the negative sense but dark in the right frequency with a line that um we did with the oboe and if anybody understands classical you know you understand that that like bass clarinet oboe sound is kind of used to let you know that something is about to happen so i was like oh man this this shit is incredible and so uh you know just just bought the band in on it and just spit bars like a lot of this stuff is just bars crazy cryptic bars aimed at the low vibration and, and negative energy that the system is throwing our way you know it's like yo how about how about we throw some of this shit back at y'all and, and that's another thing about the theme of the album it's like i just feel like enough of the holding hands and you know coming at that energy or these people with love and kindness, you know, that shit is like, why don't you hold some of this voodoo? <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck you it. gotta get the aggressions out. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I know a lot of cats are, you know, we, it's kind of like an aggro mentality, but you know, it's it's been festering for a while. Um, and exactly. We, we need flagships. We need our our, our Nina and our Santa Marina and our Pina of 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 culture icons to kind of like lead that charge more and that's what I feel out of the song I love how you mentioned how the group came together it definitely gives me that feeling of the dead weather it's like Mm. a lot of great pieces to the whole but like you said I like how you keep going back to it's not about it being negative it's just that you got to deal with these demons like literally you know sword and and, and scepter in hand kind of thing um and feel that definitely on through six word stories like that is super super definitely i feel the rock with the uh the hendrix influence definitely the solos are creeping out and you just like you want to bang your head you want to flip a table over but <laughs> at the same time you just riding down the street you know what i'm saying dealing with right i think that and that is i don't mean to cut you off oh, you that is an exorcism in itself i think people think of a negative about that word too. And I think, you know, the emphasis is to put the mirror, you know, turn the mirror around, like not to be cliche, but like Michael Jackson was saying. So a lot of times, you know, when we need atonement or cleansing, you know, this music is therapeutic. That's all that's happening. Like you need to refresh, reset and atone and align your frequencies. And a lot of times that shit doesn't happen with, you know, the forest and the brook running in the background and, you know, rubbing stones. A lot of times you do got to like pump some loud music and be like, ah, this is a super workout, dope workout album as well. Because, um, you know, before the pandemic, I'd be on the, the bike in the gym, you know, listening to the music and writing, you know, what would I want to, what would I want to hear if I wanted to get off this bike and go get up under some weight and get some aggression out? So it serves a lot of purposes in that sense, cathartic, atone energy, even though it can be abrasive at some points. Yeah. You need that release. Mm -hmm. I got to listen to it for the first time today. Thank you very much. I brought Mm -hmm. my, I brought grandma's rosary with me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the, 
Did did you get the album version or the, or no. the single version? No, no, no. I'll, okay, I'll, so I'll you get that one heard, later. But yeah, you haven't heard you haven't heard yourself. Yeah, I mean, sort of. Yeah, okay, but no, okay. you, I guess I haven't heard. So, for, really quickly for our listeners, let me make sure I point that point out that Pharaoh gave me and Aaron Bernard an opportunity to do a little light voiceover work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and stretched my limits a little bit. I, I, I remember, you know, being like, yeah, I can do it. Like, okay, <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I was like, no, nah, man, I was, I was raised a Catholic girl. Like, hit me, I'm an actress, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. thank you very much for that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, really exciting to hear the, the final results of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you will be, as we are speaking now, but by the time the episode airs, you will have performed a Tiny Desk yes. live on MLK mm-hmm. holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to us about that. How are you mentally preparing for all of that? And Well, it's pre-recorded. Okay. Um, obviously, it's, it's not live, live, but it is a live performance, which is the point. And, and I'm excited because I don't think this is translated yet to people. And this is one of the things that's going to help it translate, like seeing the three of us knock out these songs live with them doing the damn thing and doing what they do and me doing what I'm doing. Psychologically, you hear an artist over a track and you're not thinking that it's a band. So you're gonna be able to see that for the first time. Also, you know, we did it, we recorded it uh, in August, to be quite honest, at the mm-hmm. end of August. And um, we were just being super careful. They had opened up with the tiny home series you know, and allowed us to do our thing. So I came up with an idea to shoot in a padded room, like a like a panic room. So it's just pad- padding all around us and like a small confined space. Shit looks great. Um, and I, ne- I haven't seen anything like this on Tiny Desk. So I'm thankful to the people there who allowed us to be pretty radical for a Tiny Desk performance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do need to ask you one question on behalf of the other voiceover artist, Aaron Bernard. He's uh, my radio mentor. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, you got to ask him how, well, how did the connection come in with you and Chuck D? He loves, well, we both love your cover mm-hmm. of Welcome to the Terror Dome. Mm-hmm. And of course, what better time, you know, for even us to be talking about that now, but how, how did all of that come together? I was, I was working on that uh, Desire album and Sean C was my A&R, uh, the great Sean C just produced an album with Black Thought. That's amazing. And um, we were pretty much coming to the end of wrapping up the album. And him and LV sent me that beat. And I was driving in the car, listening to the beat. And one of the things I do to beats that I haven't written to yet is I'll, I'll say an old OC rhyme over it just to, just to get vibing, just to start rhyming. Old Prince Poe rhyme old Pharaoh rhyme. Like I go to early nineties with stuff that I'm pulling from my head to, you know, rap, you know, most whatever, like things that stick in my head. Percy P, mm. you know, is another one. I just, you know, and um, with this particular beat, I just started saying the Chuck D rhymes from Terror Dome. And I was like, oh, I got some, some few fools. And I was feeling it, and I'm driving through the, through the car. I was like, yo, that should be dope. If you spit these bars over this and did an ode, you know, this is this is your 
Chuck D is top five for me. And influences, fans, inspirations. And I was like, you know, how, how ill would that be and how challenging would it be? And it's also, I, I like to take risk. You can count on one hand how many MCs have done a cover of another song. So it's like, oh, what are people going to say? I was like, ah, fuck it. I don't care what they say. And then I knew that years removed, if generations aren't being put on to stuff, they missed it. You know, like jumping ahead to when we released the song, I would perform that song or the album came out and people would be like, yo, that Terror Dome shit is dope. And I would be like, it, it came out dope, but it, it's not better than the original. And people would be like, what's the original? And I'm like, wow. You know, so just to show you the the lapse in generation and even the problems we have in communication. So anyway, when I finished it and then I did my verse at the end, I was like, it's, it's only right, you know, can I, can I, can I get Chuck's number? Can somebody put me on the phone with Chuck? And I called him, I got his number and I was like, I want to do a cover of, you know, he was like, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> so to, just to get the nod, again, from the, the people who are your heroes is an incredible vibe. So these are the things that really, really honestly fuel me and that bring me joy because, come on, man. That's, that's fucking Chuck D. I got so much trouble on my mind. Refuse to lose. Here's your ticket. Uh, hit a drummer, get wicked. The crew, the view, the push, the back, the black attack. So I sat and chapped and slapped the mat. Now ready to mic it. Hear my favoritism, Rolo. Never be a brother like me, go solo. Blazer, Anastasia, Major. Ways to blaze your brain and train you. The way I'm living, forgiving what I'm giving up. Like whenever you started out making a name for yourself in hip hop, did you have like foresight? Did you have moments like this getting to talk to your heroes? That that's what it was about. Fortunately and unfortunately. Fortunately, in the sense that we felt like me, me and Prince Poe and organized felt that we owe the culture an advance and to push the envelope if you're gonna be a part of it. You know, if you're feeling like, yo, you know, we're doing this, we're, we're trying to start a career, you know, at some point, you know, Rock Him is going to hear this. Coogee Rap is going to hear this. Chuck D is going to hear this. Like, you better come with your fucking A game. And so you study and you work. And that's why it's important to have reverence. And it's beautiful that we came out of that school. And I'm, I'm so fortunate to come out of that school. Even digging for vinyl, you know, you pull up with James Brown. And it's 72, but you play it and you're like, oh, shit. Like, how did this stand the test of time when the corporations are telling you this is a passing fad? This is a passing fad. You make a record for the summer. People like it. You blow up. You buy some jewelry and then you go off and then we get another you. And you're like, no, no, you can have a career. How did they have a career? You know, it made us back then be like, I think I can have a career at this shit rather than hip hop is a fad, you know? So, and then you're seeing public enemy do it. They're touring, they have managers, they, uh, they have merch and they're stars up until the point where they're in the rock and roll hall of fame now. So they're a testament to that. And 
you know, that's what I wanted to be back then in the beginning. So that shit was giving me the foresight to now and uh, a curse because, you know, a lot of times when you just want to impress your, your inspiration, you're not putting the whole picture around it in terms of the business aspect. You're just like, let's just get good at what we do. And people will say you're good. And then I got to a level and people were like, you're really good. And then you're like, okay, now what? You know, so. <laughs> and so now it takes you time to like thing together, find your voice and, and all that stuff. So, you know, that's why I think it's important to the cats now to reach back and uh, give a nod and a helping hand and a helping word to a lot of the new artists because uh, we, we lack mentors in all facets, you know? Straight up. Absolutely. One of my greatest regrets is selling my internal affairs CD. <laughs> I think I told you that. I went mm -hmm. to the, well, it was that, it's not a pawn shop. It was a music store called Hastings mm -hmm. in Norman, Oklahoma. Oh, and this Hastings. kid, this younger kid, I mean, he was way younger than me. And he was like, you're making a big mistake. And I was, I'm looking at him like, I know. <laughs> because I know what it's worth and I know I need to mm -hmm. feed my daughter right now. Mm -hmm. I'll be back. Like I'm looking at mm -hmm. it like, just, just give me my money, you know? But I'm like, oh, he was right. I shouldn't have. So nah, that's a dope ass story though, for so many reasons. I'll never forget that kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget him and the influence you had on him. Mm -hmm. So what else can we expect? I, I don't know what more I can ask about this project. I am so hyped for this. Um, yeah, man, more visuals. Like I said, we, uh, we got an animated joint coming. We got the Cult 45 video coming, which is so, so sick. And, uh, you know, live performances. We did three songs on a tiny desk. And um, because we, we liked the gig, we even, like, on our own accord, went and uh, recorded ourselves doing a lot of the album, you know, live in studio. So that's coming as well as well as a lot of uh, my creative friends and peers, you know, putting, you know, shit together and stuff for the socials as well. So um, hopefully it's looking bleak. You know, I was thinking 2021, we could uh, get out here and get on stage and in front of people, you know, because uh, again, the album was written in mind to campaign, you know, get up there and open up for some of the people I named and open up for some bands and headline some gigs and really get in front of people and campaign and say, this is my offering. I've been working really hard, kill it. And then, you know, ask for the support of the people in that way, old school style. And it's crazy how the COVID, you know, took that away from my campaign because we really wanted to, you know, talk to them about that I was like yo if we do this like we're literally going to have to get in a van and drive to the gig and get the equipment out wait, wait, and wait. rock how yeah. long does it take you to get to Tulsa from Queens <laughs> <laughs> you hey, know so y'all pop up on that afro punk I got to I'm getting tickets I'll be there yeah man let them know and so yeah man that's what it's about so hopefully we'll start to open up and uh the universe you know willing we could get on that stage yeah it's coming well you and i talked about that one night and i i like to think that it's just making us all stronger mm -hmm. i can't i can't even imagine how much more of a 
I think of you as a superhero <laughs> as I look at these figures behind you, but I'm like, you're, you're one of those that, um, you know, we look to like, in, can your favorite rapper do this? Like, mm-hmm. exactly. Spit, spit, spit. We're yeah. big on bars here in Tulsa. We're big on bars. That's dope, man. And it, the, the album is bar heavy. It's melody heavy. It's kind of like a culmination of what I wanted to hear. What I, you know, when I would listen to music, you know, sometimes I would get to a song and I would start to hear white noise and I would you know, be like, oh, okay, that's it. Or you hear something good and you'd be like, that was dope. And I never need to hear that again. So that this album is kind of like me kind of like trying to beat that as well for me. Like if somebody was like, yo, you know what you got to hear? It's 13 this 13 project and they sent it to me, what would make me be like, yo, this shit is kind of, this shit is dope and it's layered. I'm gonna have to listen to this shit again or I'm gonna go back to it. Or oh, it's pretty dense. Like I couldn't even digest the whole shit in one, one sitting. I got to revisit this, you know, that's the type of album I was trying to make. You've accomplished that so many times already. So we have no doubts. Yeah. That's how yeah, I feel about PTSD. You. PTSD is my, one you, of my favorite you. albums of all time. Thank you, thank you. Well, it, it's it's fulfilling, and that's fulfilling in a sense that today somebody hit me on Twitter. You know, I was like, "Good peace, good morning, peace to everybody everywhere." Was good, and the guy replied, "I'm pushing through my struggle with alcoholism, and I'm listening to Broken Again, and that shit is giving me strength." And I'm just like, "Come on, bro! Like that's that's what it's all about, right there." That's my favorite track. Yeah. It got me through a lot of stuff too. And, and uh, yeah, Ooh, you just hit my heart with that one. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Gotta move on. Gotta let go. Would have opened my eyes if I would have known. After all of this time, took my heart to men that I turn around again really good job at the the vibe of it all and um i look at that visual and i know it's it's missed but i look at that visual like as something that's real ill if you're going down the feral munch rabbit hole and you come across this song and be like oh shit like how did i miss this film or this movie and, you know that's just pretty dope when i go back and look at it yeah you put so much of yourself into your work and we i'm Ah, Doc, I don't even know what to say. Like your influence PM is uh, amazing. And really quickly for our listeners, we want to make sure we put the website out there. That's channel 13, T-H-1-R-T-3-E-N.com. Please visit the website, download the album and then stream it. (laughs) Please. 
support indie rock. <laughs> support indie hip hop. It's the only way I can play when I DJ. I got to buy it. Yes, I have to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Doc will need the vinyl, I'm sure. I just want to get it up. Yeah. So it was a great, great time. Like you've been an inspiration. Um, I'm kind of just kind of like sitting over here in my nexus in my corner, just like soaking up, soaking up game. And I very, really, really, really blessed to, to be able to be in this, in this, in this digital realm with y'all speaking with the great Pharrell Munch. Yes. Appreciate you too, man. I thank y'all. And I hope this you vibrate with these energies on this record, man. Put a lot of time into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's coming. Thank you once again, Daryl. Oh, thank y'all. Thank you. Really appreciate you. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for love. All right. <laughs> Talk to you soon. All right. All right. So on behalf of the Fire and Little Africa podcast, yo, Doc, we just interviewed Pharaoh freaking Munch. Yes, we did. We totally did. <laughs> so sorry. That's how exciting that was. All Woo! Right. We want to remind you to be the spark. Protect your flame. And pass the torch. All right, y'all. This is that ill, ill, ill banger with the ill, ill visual. This is the first release off the new album. This is 13 featuring Cypress Hill with Fight. <laughs> But it sounds satanic to me Bodies left cold in the street to die And all the children in misery And I said, nah, 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 nah Nah, 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 nah Nah, 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 nah Nah, 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 nah Fight, fight, the niggas in the cops The niggas don't win The niggas get hot, the niggas get hot The niggas get hot, the niggas get hot The niggas get hot, fight the niggas and the cops, the niggas don't win, yeah. the niggas get yeah. Basically, this is a metamorphosis of the matrix. Allow me to morph into Morpheus and escape with metaphysical laws so lost and sacred. They'll transform in front of your eyes and shape shift. While we find out who the true father of crisis was suffering inside of an economical crisis. Children of the soul, the righteous Turning the black vampires lost and lifeless And you better protect your neck And I'm not talking about Wu-Tang or ISIS They'll pick you out of the crowd of some prices Right shit, burning cross, water holes, dogs and nightsticks Yeah, that's what it used to be See, they were usually just hanging, nigga, fuck them Now they don't have the time to decorate the trees So they buck them Who 
Ferguson the nerve of them never protected and serving them It's worse than the Tuskegee experiments You're certain them, certain it was syphilis Close the curtain on them, inconspicuous Meds are undeserving, ridiculous Resurgence of wickedness That occurs when the witnesses insisted was viciousness The trick is to pick it is get depicted When picketing at pickpocketers Cops are licking they chops when they ticketing Fuck democracy Gotta be, it's a fallacy Listen, follow me Prisoners of the system Acknowledge there's no equality No apologies needed for niggas and jigaboo The policy is the death is the quickest way to get rid of you So one for the insta Two for the tuition Three for the forefathers that had a revolution And four Now that the war's cerebral You let me prognosticate on the mic like a Ezekiel And fight The niggas and the cops The niggas don't win The niggas get it 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 Fight The niggas and the cops The niggas don't win The niggas get it 